0: Hey, what is going on, you guys? It is Tanner here with The Vision Project, and I am beyond excited for today's very first. This marks the very first episode of the VP Podcast, The Vision Project Podcast. Guys, I am so beyond excited for this first episode. We have a very special guest coming on today, and that is Diligent, the artist, who is actually the main character in my short film. So you guys can go check that out at The Vision Project on YouTube, and then check out our short film, Genesis a short film on homelessness. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. But guys, I'm so excited for today's topic, and that is going to be on the church voicing its opinion, and then also racism. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Sit back, relax. If you're driving, drive safe. Have a wonderful day. Hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to The Vision Project, a place where we strive to give hope and understanding of who Jesus is. We hope today's episode guides you to a better understanding of who he is and how much he loves and cares for you. Have a wonderful day. Okay, so we have got a very interesting episode today with maybe something that might be a little bit controversial. So um, I hope you guys are ready and are listening. But I have a guest with me, and this is... My guy, my brother that I love so much, Diligent, the artist. I will put the Instagram handle in the caption and as well on the video, hopefully. Maybe I have that ability. We'll see. Um, And just before, you know, I I just want to make sure that I I put this out there, that I am here to listen um, to what Diligent is saying. Uh, He is my brother and he is from the black community and I appreciate him so much. And I love him so much He is such an amazing brother in Christ to me Um, And also just to say this First and foremost That I don't have All of my opinions gathered together Um, I'm still trying to figure out You know What I really believe in During this entire process Other than I need to run to the word And understand what the the Bible says About all of this in this situation Um, But I will say to spotlight this, that racism is sin, that racism is dark, racism is evil, and I absolutely do not believe it. My heart is broken for the communities that, have, that are having to go through that, those that aren't spotlighted um, by the media's agenda at the moment, and also the ones that are spotlighted um, in this time. Uh, we know that for a fact that God is a God of unity that he loves to gather his people. He loves his people. He wants his people. He desires his people. Before he went to the cross, his final prayer, he's calling for people to be in him like he is in God. He's wanting this, this unity, togetherness, relationship. That's what he is desiring. So there's no any sort of discriminative nature about God whatsoever. He calls for unity. So I just want to make that clear. And now it is my time to ask a question to my brother, uh, and it's the topic that I, that I want to bring up, and that's the fact that people are twisting scripture in order to fit it to their agenda, their opinion, their presuppositions. So I take it to you now, diligent, where I ask you, you know, what are your thoughts on people taking scripture, twisting it, and using it for their own um, their own agendas? And you can also introduce yourself as well yeah diligent the artist you know
1: brethren in christ son of god you know that's the ultimate position right there just being a son of the most high um he's king jesus is king uh shout out Kanye. Uh, <laughs> yeah bro no like honestly it's <laughs> i'll keep it real with you man we're coming to a point in life right now as the body of christ and as a nation too but you know christ first and foremost mm-hmm. we're coming to a point right now at a point in time where the fear of the lord is coming back into the church right um you know, you know speaking of kanye you know he said something very profound once i don't know if he understands the
0: weight and gravity of what he said but he said when you lack the fear of god you gain the fear of everything else mm. wow and uh I don't know if he knows, you know, Proverbs
1: 8.13 and all the different scripture references about the fear of the Lord and what the fear of the Lord is. I don't know if he understands all that, but I will say there was a lot of truth there, and that's what we're seeing. in our churches come completely full circle, and we're seeing the fear of man, we're seeing the fear of agendas, we're seeing the fear of pressure, we're seeing the fear of uh, financial decrease if I don't get along with certain movements, if I don't support Mm -hmm. certain ways. Who know what kingdom looks like are bowing down to democracy and bowing down to uh, things that we should be influencing, but because we're afraid and we mm.
0: don't reference God, we're actually allowing the things that we should be influencing, we're allowing those things to influence us.
1: Right. Um, I'm seeing scriptures like <laughs> God left the ninety nine for the one, and i like. <laughs> I understand, and, and I'm seeing Most of the scriptures I'm seeing are from Caucasian evangelical people who are trying to support the movement. And I'm right,
0: not against yeah. supporting
1: the movement. Number one, we have to understand, as Christians, there is no black community, there is no white community, there is no black church, there is no white church. We've got to stop saying these terms and gather together. Yes, we've got to stop saying the terms positively, quote unquote, and negatively.
0: Right, right. Like it's it's got
1: to stop. And it's like, I'm just trying to support the black church. Like, that's the problem. That needs to stop.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) um, Mm. And, you know,
1: we're seeing God is opening our eyes to this stuff while this problem is looking us dead in the face. It's like, okay, well, let's take care of the problem first. And then we'll, it's like, you know what? Let's ask for guidance. Let's ask for wisdom. That was a side tangent. But so we're seeing white evangelical pastors trying to spin this narrative and I think mm. honestly if my discernment tells me it's because they feel threatened by the media they feel threatened mm. by African-american you know churches and people that feel like that might feel like they're not on board mm. so I'm seeing a lot of scriptures being thrown around by Caucasian evangelical pastors and ministers and so I'm seeing stuff like oh God left the 99 for the one understand right in that context one was lost one one yeah. was lost- mm-hmm. so out of all the people groups in America, which one is lost emotionally, mm. physically, spiritually, financially? Which one of us is lost? Because it looks like to me, all of us are affected by police brutality in so way, mm. form or fashions.
0: Mm. So
1: if African Americans, let's just pretend for a second that African Americans, let's just pretend that African Americans were the only ones ever affected by police brutality in the smallest way possible or the greatest way possible. They were the only ones ever affected by police brutality. Even then, I have a friend of mine who I've known since 2011. His name is Sean Baker. He's a Caucasian male. Mm. He is married to an African-American female. Mm. So, let's just take a example and say if she was affected by police brutality in the smallest way, or well, let's just say in the, in the biggest way, she sh- and she got shot and she died. Now, she doesn't get the privilege to say, oh, well, only blacks are affected by police brutality, so my wife dying doesn't affect me.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: So even if cops only targeted black skin, how many white friends would go to that black person's funeral? Mm-hmm. Right. How many Native right. American people? I'm just sitting here and I'm like, he left the 99 for
0: the one. So mm. there's
1: one group of people that are affected by police brutality? Mm. Let's stay in context. That's good. You
0: know? That's uh, really, really good. Or the scripture that says, the, oh, please go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying that's really good and you'll carry on.
1: Right, okay. So we have the scripture that says, I saw another one where, again, this was like white like and again they're trying to help, but we're trying to help in our own strength and our flesh right. and in things that should be influenced by us, not by things that we should be influenced by. Mm. So I saw another one and it said <laughs> it said the father had a sign welcoming back home, the prodigal son. Mm.
0: And the brother was jealous, like that's basically what the post said. Yeah. And the father looked at
1: him and said, Hey, it's not about you right now And I'm like <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
1: like, I can see, I can see where, I can see where that got mis, uh,
0: miscalculated. Definitely. I, let me let me fix it. Um, <laughs>
1: first of all, nobody left. Okay, like, <laughs> it's not a prodigal anything in this scenario. Yeah. So we it, it start off out of context immediately. The father having a sign up, does not protest the riot. We <laughs> try to Americanize the Bible so viciously, but it doesn't yeah. work. Um, the father didn't have a sign, <clears throat> mm. but if he did have a sign, it would be a sign of love. Now, who does that sign of love go to? <clears throat> does that sign of love go to um the riders? Mm. <clears throat> sorry, does that sign of love go to the protesters? Does that sign of love go to the ones who have been killed by police brutality?
0: Mm.
1: Or does that sign of love go to the oppressed? Right because we know that Jesus God he wants to free um, all people who are oppressed
0: Yeah, so here's the problem here's the problem with that narrative when it comes to that
1: scripture everyone in this situation is oppressed (laughs) Mm. it's not just it's not just the son who came back even though in this situation, no no son left. Mm. But we're all oppressed in one way, form, or fashion. Mm. Some people are oppressed because of the victims that have passed away. So they're oppressed by um, sadness, you know, <clears throat> depression. Mm. But let's look at the racist force. Like, I'm not saying all cops are racist. I'm not saying all Caucasians are racist. But right. anyone... And everyone who has even ever had a racist moment. In God's eyes, those people are oppressed.
0: Yes. Yes. So I'm like, um,
1: are we really seeing like that sign of love is for anyone who has gone off in their own way, who has gone astray, who has Mm. not encountered or stayed with the love of God. Mm. and so it's like he says in this post on Facebook or Twitter whatever it was he says hey chill out it's not about you right now um <laughs> we all fit that narrative mm. every last one of us especially in the area of police brutality yeah there are cops who are affected by police brutality if I'm a new cop and I snitch mm. on the wrong cop I'm done
0: right <laughs> right right
1: Like, hey, diligent! It's not about you right now. Well, I just lost my job trying to tell on someone for justice' sake. How is it Mm -hmm. not about me? Well, because it's about the African Americans. That's who we're focusing on. God does not focus on one or the other because one seems worse. That's why He died for all sin at once. He didn't say to Himself, "I should die. I should die for the murderers twice because Mm -hmm. you know I should die for the rapists twice because you know they're going to need a lot of blood." He conquered all of it at once, Mm -hmm. and this. This thing where we're trying to twist Jesus into this narrative of how we see things. I had a friend of mine. He messaged me and he was like, basically asking me where do I stand. And he said, you know, there's a time of place for everything. Time and place for war. You know, he, you know, time and place scriptures and Ecclesiastes, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And he said even the Israelites stood up for themselves against different tribes of people, and God was okay with that. And I'm like, first of all, God told the Israelites over and over again to kill off certain people groups, not because of a racial battle, but because of a spiritual battle that these people groups, the Jebusites, the Canaanites, all these were having intercourse with gods, godlike creatures, sons of gods. They were having giant children, and God was like, I don't like that perversion. Kill them all. They're not Mm. even people. They're not even human beings. They're half-breeds. I don't like it. Mm. So it had nothing to do with Israel, standing for Israel. That had everything to do for God's sake with justice and righteousness, saying, I flooded the earth because of this and y'all still doing this this is crazy Mm. can Israel do something about this so that's not what that is and secondly you want to talk about standing up for yourself Jesus paid taxes to (laughs) 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 it's like Jesus whose side are you on Uh, I'm your messiah but here goes the taxes and it's like all right, Mm. bro so you're the messiah but listen when you're done paying taxes to our oppressors come holler at me yeah (laughs) <laughs> like he doesn't do race the way we do it at all, and yet he's mm. still he's still going to deliver and justify the Israelites, and he's going to save the Romans. He complimented a centurion soldier, and it's like, you mean the soldiers that don't like us? We don't like them. He said, "I haven't mm. seen such faith in all Israel." Was like, well, when you're done complimenting the cops, let us know. <laughs> like, mm. Do you not know that this is not? We're not friends and he's like, Mm. no, understand I'm for all people at all times and Mm. then later on we see a centurion family, not the same centurion I don't think Mm. but a centurion and his entire family get saved and they start speaking in tongues because Peter is told to go to their house Mm. and it's like that's crazy, because Jesus while Jesus was alive, he just complimented a centurion soldier Yeah. and he complimented his faith and so it's like Jesus, whose side are you on and which 99 are you going to leave for the one? It's like, understand, we are taking all this out of context right? so that we can deal with the fears that we have on the outside instead of dealing mm. with the fear of God that we should have on the inside.
0: Mm, amen. <laughs> that is so good. And I think, looking at this situation, I think, for all of us, <laughs> the thing that we should be standing for is that Christ was crucified because he came to redeem something that we couldn't. And that was our our sinful nature. Mm -hmm. And so, I think what needs to be spoken is that racism is sin and that people need Christ so desperately. And I think during this time, we really need a spotlight how dark and evil this world is. Like I really hope and I like my my prayer for this for all of this is that people will start to recognize and it starts to form in their minds how evil this world is. And I and I hope that that's what they would you know that they would turn to. Um but no, they're they're turning to towards an an organization that that's evil. And I, and I want to ask you what your thoughts are on the Black Lives Matter organization.
1: Yeah, I can go on and on and on about, and I'm not really necessarily against the movement, but there are a lot of, as Christians,
0: there are a lot of things that we can easily judge and call out and bring to the light easily. Yeah. But for the sake of time, I'll just say this: any movement
1: outside of God's heart, and this is even for Christians. I'm talking, I'm this is a mainly Christian audience podcast. I'm sure some of the people of other belief systems or whatever will listen to this. But right. I'm talking to Christians when we say, this didn't even happened in King David's day. King David was like, we're going to move yeah. the Ark of the Covenant back to Israel. Like, I mean, it was a good idea. It was It was God's idea. Like, it was an awesome idea. But the way David did it, like, it mm. got one of his members killed.
0: Right, you know, I think it was Uza, Uza that died. Yeah, it killed Uza because
1: yeah. So it's like it's like okay, we're we're literally moving the ark. This is a movement, yeah. But is it God's movement? David Mm. had to slow down. He should have slowed down in the beginning. Right, be still and know who God is. Right. So he had to slow down and refigure his whole plan out. Any movement outside of God's heart is destined to fall short because we are of a sinful nature. So what am I saying? Mm. We have a sinful problem, and we try to answer it with our sinful mindset we like the problem isn't sin but we are of sin we have a sinful nature so Mm. we must go above ourselves to someone transcendent and he gives an answer
0: outside of a simple simple perspective his perspective is not sinful yeah so we can use what he had against our sinful
1: problems this is what happened with marco the king he had a dream from who You don't Mm. have to know that he was a prophet. You don't have to know that he was a preacher. Forget that. You don't have to know he was a Christian. Look at his tactics. Who did he model? They were getting spit on and water hosed. Who does that sound like? Mm. (laughs) That sounds like Jesus.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we know who we got the dream from. Why did his dream work? Because it was not his own. It
0: was not Mm. of
1: this world.
0: Mm. And I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm Mm. sure for him. It wasn't his first option to go into a bloody warfare of, right. you know, having to stand up for for rights. You know that that is a very difficult thing to take on, especially during a, t- a time like that, in, in in time like that. And you know some some believe that we're still in a, in an age like that, but I, b- I believe a lot has changed and a lot has become to progress. Um, the fact that you and I are talking is progress. Um, mm-hmm. And praise God for that. Um, yeah. But in all of this, I, I still come to the conclusion that we need to focus on sin of itself and how dark this world is. Because, you know, if we as Christians, I, I'm shocked that, you know, we as Christians don't stand up in a way like this all the time. You know, like, why is it all of a sudden that people are starting to stand up for a specific sin when there's multiple different sins in this world that people even represent in, in the church? You know, I won't I won't point out a few, but, you know, why don't we stand up for abortion like this? You know, why don't we we stand for um against pedophilia like this or murder like this? Like. We hear about murder right, right and left, and yet we're not standing up for the fact that murder is a sin and posting about how corrupted this world is because of murder. So I'm really hoping during this time that there's an eye-opening moment where people just come to this perspective of, oh, yeah, this world is really corrupted and something needs to change about it, which... We know that this world in nature is darkness, and that's why God had to bring light in the world. He saw he saw that there was darkness, and then he that's That's when he knew he needed to bring form into this world Mm -hmm. and bring in light. Genesis one. You know when we look at the beginning, darkness brings no form, and so when we're looking for this kind of justice or we're looking for, um some sort of correctness in our nature when there's darkness in it we can't see any sort of form in it or structure or foundation so i think that's the reason why well or the, the thing that we need to focus on is the fact that this world is corrupted we need to move towards people knowing who christ is and i'm not trying to um push down the issue of racism I'm trying to bring to light all the different issues that are in this world and so that's my perspective on this I still am processing yeah. what racism is and and yeah. I'm trying to listen to you guys and because I have never faced racism yeah. so yeah I, I, I just want to thank you we so much you know? so, <laughs> what do you say? I'll be honest though too like
1: you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people feel like they, because they're not African American, that they haven't faced racism. And I, I'm not going to go too deep, but I'm telling I, I will say that because racism is a spirit, it's a demonic entity.
0: Right, right. And. Amen.
1: Demons have the tendency to be very, very subtle.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: As though, uh, you know, things that you probably wouldn't look for. Right. Basically, there's all kind of racist situations that take place that we're not aware of. But on the day of judgment, God is going to be like, okay, so why did you treat Tanner that way? Mm. And like, Tanner who? Like, let right. me jog your memory. He looks like this. He was at this restaurant yeah. and you looked at him a certain way and you said this to your friend. He didn't catch it. Why did you do that? Like, oh, yeah, you really mm. see everything. Like, yeah. you like, well, Tanner didn't realize it. So what's the big deal? Like, I realized it. Yeah. Like and I want you to give an account. Like, well, I was feeling kind of racist that day. All mm-hmm. right, go on. Continue like what is, right. like where did it come <laughs> from? Like it was just you yeah. gotta have that talk with a lot of people mm-hmm. and it's like so and I'm glad that you you know, people who pick up racism are usually people who are always looking for it. Mm. And that shows me that your heart is not because I've dealt with racist situations but the last I mean, I can't map out each time because I give the benefit of the doubt too much. Why? Because the Bible says the hope, trust, and love in all things. Mm. I, I'm i hoping that you're not being racist. On that day of judgment, I have, I can't say to you. But mm. I'm hoping <laughs> that that's not what that was. Right. You know? And so, yeah, you probably have gone through it. You just didn't know it. Um, and then lastly, for me, I'll say that I hear what you're saying and I agree with you when it comes to we have got to focus in On this part, so your statement was: we've got to realize how corrupt this world is, and focus in on Jesus and turn to Jesus. Right. I want to say that what Martin Luther King did with God's dream that God gave him Mm -hmm. was he focused in on Jesus for himself, right? And he displayed that light and glory through the mission. But there was never Mm. really a time where Martin, and it's crazy because I don't really talk about Malcolm too much. I'm not really against him, but I stand with Martin a lot stronger. But Malcolm did the exact opposite. Malcolm was always talking about the problem. Malcolm was always saying how much racism this and they this and this and this. Martin was like he was addressing the problem with his actions but he never, just like God, God God's like, hey, it's dark. Like, okay, I recognize that. Cool. Mm -hmm. Let there be light. And God came with the answer. Malcolm like, hey, it's dark in here. Y'all see how dark it is? This is crazy. Hey, mm. like, has it ever been this dark before? Like, bro, if you keep talking about the darkness one more time, do you got any lights to talk about? Mm. We know, all of us know, it's dark. Wonderful. Like, mm. and Martin was like, yeah, this is a racist climate. I yeah. have a dream. Well, what's the dream going to do? Watch. Mm. He <laughs> was like. It's dark. Let there be light. Like, what the heck? What is light? What's that? Oh, shoot. There's light. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. We know
1: the problem. Let's
0: move on. Right. And so, but what, what God is, what he did through
1: that is like, okay, so you gave Martin a dream. That's awesome. Mm. But what about all the sinners? Yeah. I believe that God did evangelize in his own specific way mm-hmm. through the works that were done. It's like, hey, this is a miraculous thing. I believe souls got convicted Transformed and saved by what they were seeing—the segregation mm. in schools, top—you can't tell me that some Christians weren't born from that situation. Right? It's like only God can do this, and just ran to the church like I need. Like <laughs> this is crazy. Mm. Like, and there was no author calls from Martin. You know, like none of that. But God's like, yeah. this is my work. Yeah. So mm. I'm gonna have my fruit. So I think for me, my perspective is like. We've got to focus in on Jesus as a church, as a people. Mm. And if we never say his name, understand, we focus in on him just like Martin. He never actually said Jesus. Mm. But we know, and the Holy Spirit knows, and the Holy Spirit convicts. So he never actually said Jesus' name, but because he was
0: doing Jesus' work, it's like, oh, my work is going to go forth. It's not going to return void. And I'm going to yeah. do more than just
1: end segregation.
0: Yeah. I'm going to get some souls saved. Definitely. And so that's why I think we should see the problem,
1: leave the problem in the dust, Focus on Jesus so much that Jesus overpowers the problem.
0: We speak mm. light and hope and glory so much that the problem gets overshadowed. Yeah.
1: And in the mm. midst of that, God does what only He can do. He's like we didn't even talk about God. Why are so many people getting saved? Mm. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I hope I got this right. You know, by what you were saying, but from what I took from what you were just saying is that, in Christianity. And in scripture, like clearly in scripture, people didn't just voice an issue and then just kept going over and over and over again about the issue and the problem with no solution, but they actually like display that there's a solution to the problem. Is that did I get that right? Yeah. And I and I see that over and over again. Right, and even Paul in his ministry would talk about these different sins that wouldn't allow you into the kingdom, right? In like 1 Corinthians 6, um, starting at verse 9, he talks yeah. about the all these different sin problems, these sin issues that won't allow you into the kingdom, right? But then at the end, he talks about the option that you have in Christ. Like, so we can't just keep talking about these problems without giving a solution it's like literally giving a, a a math problem on like this impossible math problem on a whiteboard and expecting kindergartners to get it right you know we have to be able to guide people to the solution and who is the solution it's christ the redeemer Yeah, he's he was prophesized as the redeemer and he will return we're waiting on that return and so that's what we're recalling on that's what we're, we're trying to speak out and proclaim to these people is this hope like we need to give hopeful, hopefulness to people that are in this brokenness and that's what I really want to emphasize to this modern society and I love listening to you I love listening to what you said you had such great points and led it to really deep scripture I love the, your perspective man
1: mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's crazy because, you know, that scripture that says God reigns on the just as well as the unjust and Mm. he causes the sun to shine on the righteous and the unrighteous. Right. Like, you know, you look back on Martin Luther the king's movement and it's like, honestly, like in a common sense way, Christians probably ask themselves, like, what, why do we deserve equality? Like, why does, Mm. why do we deserve this dream when half of us ain't even saved? And God's like, because like, I know more than you more than half of y'all going to hell. But it doesn't mean I don't want heaven mm. on the earth. I want my dream manifest. Right. And it's like, well, some of these people will never be interested in you. And it's like, while wow, we were yet sinners. He died for us. So mm. why would he want us to be in bondage? There's so many gifts and good things that he gives to us as a nation, as people, as sinners. And it's like, hey, did you do this so I would get saved? Like, no, I, that was no strings attached. I just really wanted my mm. heart to say, like, <laughs> if you never heard my name, I would still have done this. Because right. it's righteous. Right. And it's like oh. mm. yeah, that should hopefully motivate us more to you know, to you know, his goodness should lead us,
0: hopefully. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Definitely, man. Bro, I love you so much. Thank you so much for joining the Vision Project here today. I love hearing your perspective and hearing all the the wisdom that you just displayed. I, I really am grateful for you and thankful yeah man thank you for the
1: opportunity bro your voice matters you know cause you're a
0: son of God so mm. amen and keep doing what you're doing keep processing and all that but yeah God has you
1: right where he wants you you've got really good things to offer to this world that's hurting
0: right now so amen good. yeah we both do we both have the the key to paradise right <laughs> we that's both know right. we both know you know where that direction is and how to get there so let's let's give it to him amen Well, congratulations. You have made it through all the way through the very first VP podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you for the support and for listening to this podcast. I hope that you were able to take something away from this that was able to encourage you to spark something in your faith and that you would just be so encouraged in your walk with God. We want to give you guys an opportunity, though, to use this as a platform to use their voice for Christ. And if you have something that's deep on your heart, deep in your spirit that you feel like has been encouraging you, that you want to share, or something that you feel like should be voiced in the church, I would encourage you to DM us on Instagram at The Vision Project. That's at The v one S-I-O-N Project. We would love to hear your guys' voice and hear your testimony and how Christ has been encouraging you through this season. We love you guys. We thank you for the support, and we will see you in the next episode.